Welcome everyone to another episode of Whiskey and Wine. I'm your host Louise and this is my lovely co-host Jean. We're so happy you decided to join in on another conversation over adult beverages. Uh, Today we are going to be featuring a discussion titled Self-Talk. What does me and myself say about I? Uh, sounds a little strange, but we're going to deep dive into the world of inner monologue and the effects of our own word that our own words have on our mental state, all the while enjoying our whiskey of the week and sharing our personal takes on the subject matter. So pull up a seat, pour a drink, and let's cheers to learning to love yourself. So today I'm going to start off with... Um, an apology, because I sound like I've been smoking for 50 years of my 45-year life. No, just kidding. I'm not 45. And I've not been smoking that long. But I have a little bit of a head cold. Uh, no, it's not the Rona. Are you sure? I'm praying it's not the Rona again. Oh, my God. <laughs> so today, um, I do want to open up with a great quote I actually found on the subject we're talking about today. Um And it is actually by an unknown author, but the quote reads, um, one of the greatest tragedies in life is to lose your own sense of self and accept the version of you that is expected by everyone else. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, you know, it's so funny. Um, my fiance actually told me yesterday because I struggle with me being rude to myself. Um, he was like, why are you comparing yourself to other people? Why aren't you comparing yourself to yourself? And I was like, that's the worst part is I am. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't like it, but most of the time our inner monologue is comparing ourselves to other people that we see, that we know, that we're, shoot, even related to. Oh, yeah. I I can really attest to that. Kind of like last week we were like, giving ourselves the beans because our mothers are both, you know, much more petite than we are. Right. <laughs> what happened? Who are we? Were yeah. we adopted? <laughs> Milkman's kid. Um, yeah, no. And I, I personally struggle with that too. Like I'm uh, not only just like comparing myself, but just my inner, my, I am not nice to myself. Myself oh, no. is actually really mean. I don't know anybody who is nice to themselves. Right. I've really been trying to work on that. But, like, no, I am the meanest person to me. Oh, absolutely. The absolute meanest. And it's not good for anybody's psyche. And I'm so... And it's it's easy. It's, like, so easy for me to just, like, right off the cut, you know, just fire away oh, at yeah, myself. Yeah. Like, even if... Like, I'm, I could be having the best day. Mm-hmm. And just one little thing, and I'm tearing me a new one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't and try to put on jeans after summer. Right. <laughs> the first time you do that, you're just, like, cussing yourself out. Oh, yeah, you're looking for a wreck. And like, it's just like, why? It's not going to change the fact that they don't fit or they're snug or whatever. Right. So stop it. Like, just be like, all right, you know what? That was rough. Let's right. try to be better tomorrow. Right. I, I totally agree. And, like, <clears throat> even... You know, if it's not about, like, my body image, you know, I'm tearing myself down about how quickly I learn something or, like, you know what I mean? I am definitely, uh, if I can't do it right the first time, I will Oh, it's meltdown status. (laughs) I'm like, you know what, this is stupid, like. (laughs) 
You yeah. didn't learn to walk in it. Like, you didn't come out the womb walking. Like, right. Like, come on. I didn't come out the womb doing algebra upside down. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, and I, I definitely, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. You just, you are your harshest critic. And, you know. And society is hard enough on us. Why do we do right. this? Like, why? Why? That's kind know? of the mentality into my 30s that I'm trying to give myself, like, uh, you know, stop being a dick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the rest of the world does that plenty so just knock it off right just like clean your act up you know it starts like any you know they say any journey starts with a single step i mean it really is just i think tabitha coffee one of the hair legends had on her facebook page that said you can be a masterpiece and a work in progress oh i love that yeah, and it's true, because, oh, like, yeah. you're never done. Yes, no. But, like, you're fine. Yeah, you're going to you're <laughs> gonna be okay. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah, so it definitely is, um, it's a, probably one of the harder things that you're going to have to master, because, um, just speaking from, like, our own personal experiences, we both struggle, like, we talked about last week, we really struggle with the food addiction and, like, yo-yo dieting and trying to get back on track and get ourselves together yeah i mean but that's never ending (laughs) it really starts with that inner monologue monologue and um and trying to figure out like who you not only who you are as a person but who you want to be as a person but and and that can affect you a lot like like with my dieting and well not dieting but like I'm doing Weight Watchers right now not sponsored um, <laughs> sponsor us Weight Watchers I um you know a lot of it is mindful eating and they tell you not to cut anything out right so like if I want a fry from McDonald's yeah have one just have a small one right and even though it's considered like a cheat I still feel like you got a small one you had control pat yourself on the back exactly i've learned to tell myself that not wow you're so fat you had a whole fry like right you gotta surround yourself with stuff better than that because like what what's the point of you telling yourself this exactly it's only gonna make things worse yep and it does and it has over the years i don't know i've literally sent myself into like not going out because i hate the way i look in clothes Oh, canceling plans my, because you just can't. It's like that scene from The Grinch where he's, like, <laughs> trying on clothes. He's like, ooh, ah, that's it. I'm not going. You're like, how many times? Oh, my, cancel plans. Like, <laughs> lay in bed and eat ice cream. I'm fat anyway, so why wouldn't I just oh my indulge? Gosh, yeah. You know what I Some mean? Some of the craziest binge eating episodes I've ever had was, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to have a whole pizza. I'm fat anyway. Like, then that... I, that doesn't help anything. And nobody nobody ever said that to you. You know what I mean? No one. It's completely all about you and it's getting It's almost a, like another form of self-harm, and it's terrible. Yes. And it's getting a handle on that situation and just knowing, like, we talked about, again, you know, kind of recapping on last week, we really talked about having the control. And me personally, like, my addiction is a form of control. It if anything else is spiraling out of my life, at least I have control over that. And my inner monologue, you know, can be my best friend and can be my worst enemy sometimes. Like, 
It's so, and it's so important, like, to have people around you, like my fiance, obviously he's biased though, yeah. but he's always <laughs> telling me, you know, how nice I look and stuff, but like, um, when I was bartending at the wedding last weekend, um, one of our good friends, she was like, oh, not to be weird, but, you know, my husband thinks you're cute, and he thought you had a nice butt the last time you were over. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Not to be weird, but, like, that really, like, made me feel really good about myself because right. that's one of the features of myself that I really hate. And I'm like, oh, my God, somebody likes me. <laughs> Other than, you know, my fiancé. So it was, like, really nice to hear that. And, it, I mean, even still, I'm like, you know what? It ain't that bad. I think it is, but I'm wrong. You know, it right. was just one of those just having people tell me those things out of nowhere. Oh, it helps. It helps tremendously. Mm-hmm. Just the the nicest, just even, like, the most polite, you know, <laughs> platonic comments sometimes mm-hmm. can, can really just set you in a good or mood. Or, like, a stranger. Right. Saying something nice about you or how you look or something. Yeah, it just helps. It helps. It's like, oh, you're, you know, like, you didn't even have to say anything to me. That was so nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like, I, I personally, you know going through all of this, my inner monologue, when she's mean, girl, she's a fucking bitch. And I'm like, you gotta calm your tease. Cause I can't, I can't have the world against me. And then you on, you know, and then myself is against me on top of that. And I know that kind of sounding like we have split personalities, but in reality, like you almost do though. It almost is like that, you know, breaking it down to the Freud theory, you have three, Three sub-personalities that live within your mind. You got a good devil and a bad... Or yeah. an angel and a devil. A good right. devil. Good devil. <laughs> we have good devils. Yeah, it's fine. Right. We've got right. good devils and bad devils. It's fine. But, like, no, we... You just break it down to, like, the basic psychology of things, you know? How you, how you think is how you feel. And a lot of people are really good at making themselves feel really bad. Yeah, like, if you see a miserable person, it's... Probably more them than anything else, and I mean, life kicks you down enough. Really, truly, especially in this day and age, like yeah, enough going on in the world. And that's the other thing too, like it's usually about stuff about you. Yes. And there's so many more things in this world that are so much bigger than us, but we're worried about like our pants size. Right. We need to get a grip. Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> like, okay, but there's still burning forests and the mm-hmm. pandemic and things, you know. Right. A little, a little more important than a number on a tag that yes. Oh, yes. society has put us in. I saw a guy on TikTok. Yeah, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a guy on TikTok and he, um, he was like, I tried to do a costume in college to be David Bowie and I saw these awesome pants, but they were a women's size. And I tried to figure out my size, and it just didn't make sense. And his roommate goes, oh, yeah? And he was like, yeah. If it's too small in the waist, it's huge in the legs. And she was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And he just kept going. She goes, you just wait until you have to buy feminine hygiene products and figure out bra sizes. Right. And he was just like, this is insane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it's not not cut and dry, and it's not that we're – crazy it's that society is very much 
trying to fit everybody into the same box, and that's not the case. We're not... Human being is about the only thing... That we all have in common. Really, truly. Yes. Our species, that's about it. Which is fine. (laughs) Yeah, hell yeah, I'd rather it be that way. hella boring. Oh my goodness. All dry pieces of toast. No, thank you. Uh, No, thank you. No, and I'm, like, kind of bringing it back around to the inner monologue part, um... There are so many things out there in the universe today that really, like, speak to that. And I feel like some people who maybe don't dabble in psychology or have never really thought about how they talk to themselves, or maybe they're aware that they have a negative mindset and they just don't know how to fix it, I want to tell you guys that there's just so much material out there to really help you get started and really help you kind of, like, figure out why you do what you do yeah kind of like give you give you a roadmap if anything little things you don't even realize that you do for a specific reason you're just like oh light bulb right has there ever been a time where your inner monologue has helped you through a situation oh a hundred percent like um kind of one of the the pieces of material that i was reading for this podcast actually um talked a lot about like meditation and like like you can breathe through anything Mm -hmm. and I thought that first of all I'm very much a a believer in holistic healthcare free spirit yes but I'm also very analytical Mm -hmm. and if it it's not logical exactly it doesn't seem logical to me that a human being's body can breathe through you know, some of the toughest things in life, like childbirth or whatever, you know what I mean? Oh, no kidding. That's terrifying. But, like, yeah, (laughs) but that's, it's legit. Like, you can, like, personally speaking, I have been in some serious pain. I have a lot of tattoos. I got a lot of work done, and I have a lot of work done in very sensitive areas of my body. But I can breathe through any of that. Honestly, if you just take deep enough breaths and you you can completely take your mind off of it if you talk yourself into taking your mind off of it. And you can also make it worse if you talk yourself into it. Oh my gosh, yeah. If you sit there and say, oh my God, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts so bad, of course it's going to hurt. It's all you're focused on. But I have great tattoo artists. Shout out to my boys. Um, actually, I don't know where either of them work now but because <laughs> they've switched shops a couple of times. But shout out to my boys. They know who they are. Um, I really, like, you know, total, I've had to sit through eight hours on just one arm, you know. Mm -hmm. Not in a straight shot, but, like, four-hour increments. And you try, if you hear anything in the background, that's my little puppy (laughs) grunting like a little pig. Um, It's like, um, so, one of my experiences... Would definitely... Oh, example, the wedding. Oh, yeah. So, like, I have gained more weight than I want to. I hate the way I look. Um, I was literally starting to stress myself out because there's going to be people there that I had went to high school with, hadn't seen in 10 years. Were they anybody that ever gave me any reason to feel like this? No, not even a little bit. But did I? Oh, yeah. I was losing sleep. And then the day came and it was like... What was I worried about? Yeah, this is so stupid. People, numerous people were like, oh, you look so nice, da-da-da-da-da. And here I was losing sleep about it. Like, 
chill. And I know there's been situations where, you know, you just gotta look yourself in the face. <laughs> and I do this all the time. I talk to myself a lot. I'm like, Kirsty, chill out. You're fine. You've done way harder things in your life. And I say that to myself a lot. Like, you've done way harder things in your life. Yeah. Why are you stressing about this one? It's fine. Just go do it. You'll be fine. And what is it gonna blow up in your face? Oh, well, like... <laughs> Probably not. But and, and seriously, like, what's the worst thing it's going to happen? Like, and I, trust me, our imaginations create far worse scenarios oh, for ourselves. Yeah. Than, don't, don't dig into that yeah. hole. Just leave it up. Yeah. <laughs> but like, honestly, ask yourself, what's the worst thing that could happen? But don't dwell on it. Like, no, just let it go. In reality, you've got it. You just got to, you got to tell yourself you got it. You got to make, like, I can only speak for myself. But I know as a a woman, I can be very emotional and my emotions will run away with my logical self. And that's really frustrating to me being such an analytical and logical person. I'm a, it's cut and dry. It is what it is kind of person. So then after a situation you were like, oh, I was being ridiculous, but that's how I felt. And that's another thing. You can't help how you feel. Right. You really truly can't. If something bothers you, it's going to bother you. You just kind of, kind of numb yourself well not numb yourself to it but like you know tell yourself it's really not that bad yeah it's fine you gotta you gotta like comfort yourself through Mm -hmm. situations and really tell yourself like okay for as bad as as it is now can I be better because of it you know that reminds me you know how people take breaks from social media and stuff I'm not oh yes I'm not knocking those people but personally my opinion I think that's so silly to do because it's everywhere, first of all. Right. That's a that's a main form of entertainment. I feel like people are on social media almost more than they watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because if it's affecting your life that badly, what do you have on there? Who do you have on there? What are you seeing that you're not filtering for yourself? Like, I follow a lot of, you know... Um, because I do hair professionally, also I follow a lot of inspirational hairdresser quotes and hair legends who are always being uplifting and, you know, not body shaming people like Ashley Graham on Instagram. Oh, love her. Or even Lizzo, you know. Hell yeah. You know, so, like, just, I try to surround myself with things that are going to kind of be like, you know what? If she can do it, I can do it. 100%. Or, you know, Tabitha said it'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, Tess Holiday. Like, no, I've, love I have read, I would love to be just, like, in her mind for five minutes of a day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just hear what she tells herself. Because what she puts out in social media, like Instagram, that girl gets so much backlash for just being... Her. her like just being a human being and just having the views and the just because she doesn't want to fit into everybody's size too yeah who cares that's the other thing like it does not the people that are making you hurt yourself mentally they don't matter mm-hmm. they do not they're just talking to talk like it doesn't affect them no you being heavy or you know having acne or whatever it is that you're insecure about it does not affect anyone else no and oftentimes people who tear other people down are just uh 
Yeah, oh yes, they're miserable and they're just project- projecting the hurt that someone else put on them. Which is also another toxic trait. Yes, <laughs> like, oh yes. It spreads like wildfire, must stop the madness. And social media is just a huge accelerant for that. We're not knocking social media by any means, but like no. kind of the facts of today's society is it, that... There's like two sides to it. There's like a really toxic one and a really uplifting one and you have to filter that out. Because if it is affecting you, change it. Yes. Only you can. Yes. And not only just filtering social media and filtering what you put into your mind, but, like, filter your environment, Mm -hmm. you know? Where are you at in your life? Are you in a really bad situation? Are you in a really toxic relationship? Is your inner monologue a reflection of the toxic, you know, people in your life? And that can affect so many things like we know people who you know they're not in like domestic violence situations or anything but their husbands aren't the greatest to them or vice versa right and um you know it just really wears down on them but they don't they want to stay for the kids well you're not happy and the kids see that (laughs) it it, like is it is it really beneficial right there's really no way to stop it it just you gotta, you have to nip it in the bud. You have to figure it out. Whether you become, you know, what, whatever happens in your life, like whatever you got going on, like you have to decide, is this what I want? Is this what makes me happy? Is this what, you know, for all the, you know, just kind of speaking to moms specifically, because I'm just a, I'm just a fur mom. Jean's just a fur mom. We don't know what it's like to have children. Nope. And we can't sit there and tell you what to do with your kids any more than you could sit there and tell me, you know. I mean, we we kind of know, but... We have the gist of it, but in reality, we haven't gone through the experience. Exactly. So it's, it's tough for us to be like, hey, you know, if you don't like it, change it kind of thing. Because maybe some days you don't like being a mom. And... You know, I have a dear friend at work, and she has told me, you know, in her 53 years on this planet, <laughs> some days you'll love your children and you hold them near, you know, you you would do anything for them, and some days are better than others. And there are going to be those days where your inner self is telling you, run, run, <laughs> just leave them with a man and run, like, Don't. but. Don't yeet your baby. Right. (laughs) But, like, how, I guess for me, like, kind of just putting this out into the universe, how how do women, kind of just speaking to the ladies out there, how do you think you survive your day-to-day life? You know, how how is your Mm self-talk for just you? And men, like, how? men, everyone else included, I guess include the everyone in that conversation. Like, what is your inner monologue Yeah, like? is it positive? Is it right. negative? Is it, well, it's probably both, but, like, is it more positive or negative? Right. Like, do you love you some you on a regular basis? You know, I do love myself, though. Right. And not to get into anything super into depth, but, um... When I was put on antidepressants, mm-hmm. 
I thought, they always ask you when you're on those, you know, have you ever attempted suicide or thought about suicide? If you get suicidal thoughts, let us know. Well, I have not. <laughs> I do love myself to the point that I haven't, you know, it hasn't gotten that bad. I haven't talked myself into it being that bad. Right. I feel really bad for people who have, because mm-hmm. that's absolutely terrible. That's like a cry for help, for real. But right. I thankfully have not gotten that far. But like your inner monologue is really what can get so bad that it makes you think that there is no way it could get better. And right. You should just end it. Like that's no. It brings you to a real dark place. It's like, not. That's not good, man. Kind of flipping the conversation on its head here. You know, inner monologue as great as it can be, as positive as you can like, you can bring yourself to a whole level of euphoria, but. Like you said, you know, sometimes our inner monologue is like our worst enemy and just drags you down to a spot that just is, whew, it's dark, you know, it's dark in there. And I, I can say, you know, I'm not on medically prescribed antidepressants. Um, I haven't made that decision whether I want to do that or not I've been kind of exploring other options but I do take herbal supplements um that for the time being are enough for for my body um to kind of help with my depression and my anxiety because unfortunately those things do go hand in hand well yeah but everybody has different levels every right not everybody is meant to be taking medication right or anything sometimes people just need a therapist and yeah, no, for yeah, sure. Like sometimes you just got to start on the basic level. Can you, is this something you can talk about? Or just a change of environment. Yeah. Like. Yep. I can attest to that. Like sometimes you're in a toxic position at work and the people around you aren't good. Sometimes if you step out of that, you find a different career path, you know, cause I feel like work and home, you're at work more than you're at home. For sure. And you're with the people at work more than you're with your family mm-hmm. most of the time. They become like a second family. Exactly. Whether you want them or not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some of the things I learned when I was going to school for business is that there are there are traits, like in, especially in like office settings, you're with those people so much, you take on some of their traits and some of their toxicities. And if you allow that to kind of seep into your brain, you can get like on a different level that maybe you had never intended to be on. Yeah, develop things that yeah. are not good. Yeah, well, it's probably, like, you know, like, kids, when they hang out with, like, a new group of friends or whatever, and then they start acting out or something? It's right. kind of like that. Actually, it's exactly like that. Yeah. Like, we tend to, not shapeshift, but, like, have different mentalities around different people. Yes, I agree. like. That's kind of, like, why I have such a small group of friends um because I like to keep the same mentality you know yes like this is me I'm not gonna change it you know like my mindset is even just hanging with you like you listen to a lot more country and 90s music and I listen to a lot more like alternative and rap music so right but we can still hang right still chill but I'm still me and you're still you we still have different like different views. Yeah, like, like don't don't lose yourself 
in your people. Don't yeah. lose yourself in your toxic environments. Don't or make, Don't make them feel like you're not okay being you. Right. Just because you're Yeah. Different. Heck yeah. And I think that a lot of a lot of people really struggle with kind of like accepting the fact that they're, they're different. different with different people and they're different in different environments. And I think, you know, that's kind of not that I have any experience with this, but I think that's kind of why some drug addicts like have to move. Like I've seen it on like intervention and things like that. Mm-hmm. Those people, they get clean, but they can't go back to those same environments because your mind well, it'll trigger them. Oh yeah, it brings you right back to where you were. Well, and that goes that kind of connects with our last episode. Um like I stay away from certain foods cuz it'll trigger binge eating. Yeah, me, yeah, oh sure. I've for the most part overcome, but I still struggle with. So you just you got to eliminate it from your life. And it's a forever struggle, you know, like you you're going to walk into situations and you're going to be like, "Okay, I know how this this is a familiar feeling. How did I handle it the last time? Yeah. You know, like when I get into an argument with my significant other, you know, how am I feeling? Okay, I'm angry. What did I do the last time that I wasn't proud of? How did I handle the situation last time? And do I really need to like, what What did I need to improve on? Can I bring that to the table in this incident? Yeah, how was you know? the outcome? How can I change it? Right. Because like everyone argues. Everyone gets angry. We all have emotions. We all you know like what I mean? the damn fool in <laughs> But it comes down to how willing are you to not only stay consistent with yourself, but make sure that your emotions are just as in check as help yourself yeah like be your best friend right you're like, stuck with you forever you might as well learn to like yourself man yeah because you ain't going anywhere <laughs> you can't get away from yourself no so, so and it's and it's learn to love you right <sighs> grunting baby over here yeah we just um it's it's so big it it's it's been a struggle for a long time, but um, I do have a few few notes I want to drop on everyone real quick. Do you think yours has gotten better or worse with age, your inner monologue? Okay, yes, that's where I was going next. So with age, like I definitely have gotten better, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that has to do with like life experience definitely and maturity levels have gone up yeah it's more finally yeah (laughs) and it's not like because we I feel like you and I both had to grow up really fast for sure and I feel like a lot of that gets lost especially when a lot of that growing up really it robs something from you Mm -hmm. when you have to grow up really fast well you're expected to act and be a certain way, but the people around you may or may not have the same situations. So you're just kind of like, well, what's wrong with me? Right. Why is this expected of me and not anyone else? Right. And things like that. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the direction. I Like, you have to learn. And nobody teaches you Mm-mm. how to be mature. It's just one day you're expected to be a fucking grown-up and, you know, like what? Age 13, we better had known how to run a household. Yeah. If not sooner in life, 
because our our moms were busy. Like they had other shit going on. You got yeah, you gotta help out. You gotta put forth effort and help you know, help out. Right. Otherwise mom's probably gonna lose her shit or Yeah, if the house ain't clean and mom comes home after working twelve and a half hours and See, it was a little different for me because my mom was a housewife for a long time, but oh yeah, yeah, I I did help her a lot with house chores and stuff, but it was hard because my mom was also, you know, dealing with depression and things too, um, at least from what I saw. Um, so that was expected of her, so I wanted to help her out, but then that put stress on me. Like it just—it's it, a snowball effect, yeah. you know. It just kind of picks up as it goes downhill. Well, it's like. My mom was a single mom for many years, and, like, the household kind of fell on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. She didn't have time. You know what I mean? No, nope. Help Jessica, or, you know, help with this, help with that. Help, help your sister do this. Help right. your sister do that. Like, <laughs> Don't fi- kill your brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you better figure it out kind of thing. And when you have to go trial through trial by fire, you know, it's kind of one of those things. You kind of learn how to tell yourself, well, if you don't figure it out, you're screwed. So don't put yourself in that position. Yeah. And I think a lot of like, sometimes I feel like I've just been running a hundred miles an hour for so long. I don't know how to stop. And when you do stop, you feel like something's wrong. Right. You're not moving. Right. And then I can't, I feel like, I stop and I have too much time to think, you know, too much time to think and wonder about if I'm doing the right thing with my life. And then it kind of like you go down the rabbit hole of your inner inner self is contemplating the universe. Mm -hmm. And when I first started doing that, first started thinking about like, is life getting is life better now that I'm older? Initially, because I have a pretty positive attitude, I was like, yeah, this is better. Like, life is better. I'm in control of everything. It's great. Because, like I said before, I have control issues. Mm -hmm. But then I started going down the rabbit hole of what is the meaning of my life. And there is the panic button. Like, yeah, stop yourself before you get there. It's really, life might be better, but that's only because you've you've made it better. Right. You know, you're the one who got a house. You're the one who worked hard to get a car. You're the one, you know, you yeah. you did it. You made your life the way it is, good or bad, and you have control over it. So as you get older, of course, because you have more control over your life. Right. So yeah, mine, mine is definitely more positive than it was when I was a child. Because I understand a lot more things. Yes. Thank and, God. And like... <laughs> You stop having such an outward thought process, and it's more inward. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of my thought processes are... Thought process... Yeah, I said that right. (laughs) Are a lot less impulsive Mm -hmm. and very much more thought out. Like, okay, if I do this, it's going to affect this. Whereas when you're younger, you kind of just fly by the seat of your pants, hope for the best. See, mine was... I just spot off at the mouth, like... Say what I have to say before I filter through it in my mind, and then suffer the consequences of the fact that you just said something very stupid and now you gotta backpedal stick your foot in your mouth and hope that person forgives you yep. if you tore them down kind of thing exactly yeah and and words you know 
Words, words can hurt. They can hurt and they can destroy you. And that's why, like, we really want to encourage people, like... Every, you know, people always are like, it's just a mental thing. Like, people just shrug it off. It's just mental. But mental can become physical so quickly. Yes. Because of anxiety and stuff like that. Like, Heck, yeah. It can get so crazy. You know, my boss... um. You can physically see her go through her st- her phases of anxiety. Um, and she's a wonderful lady. She's super smart. You know, and that's just the thing. Like, you'd think the more intelligent you are, the more control you have over that. But in it's reality, quite it's quite the opposite. The, you just, you can overthink anxiety to the point where you make yourself sick physically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like... I can personally say, you know, when I get stressed out, if I really start to work myself up and really tell myself that something's wrong and things are, you know, askew in my life, <laughs> I'm really going to, like, I work myself up to the point where, like, I'm physically, physically ill. I'm shaken. I've got, I've got the jitters, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, and I, I will pace. I won't sleep. You know? Oh man, the not sleeping. I don't know how many nights I've just sat in bed, just like go to sleep, go to sleep, just go to sleep. Shut your brain off. Go Stop to sleep. worrying about it. Like it's not gonna change anything. Just go to sleep. But like, anxiety, <laughs> just yeah. laughs yeah. at you. It's like you're not going to sleep. Right. <laughs> Over something so so silly. What did I do 10 years ago? Oh my gosh. On this day. <laughs> I have thought, I remember one time I got into a rabbit hole when I was going through my insomnia phase. Yep. Um, <laughs> thinking about, <laughs> I farted in gym class one time and then I just oh, kept thinking no. about it and then it turned into, I wonder if those people remember, I wonder if they think about that from time to time. Those people probably don't even remember who I am. And I'm sitting here thinking about that one and time. And losing your mind and making yourself cry and crazy. Seriously. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's so incredible how powerful your mind is. And how how quickly it can take you from a really great place to a really not so great place. So we got to make sure we stay positive. Because that's really, like, the biggest component to loving yourself. Oh, yes. Is making your inner monologue positive being good to yourself yes it's ground zero folks that's step one it is step one and it's the biggest step hell yeah that might hurt going up yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i mean right now this mountain this is a mountain for some people you're looking at it like it's everest and people don't climb everest in a day straight up right but once you start you're higher than you were before exactly one step up even you know just like maybe start the day and be like oh it's a new day that's a positive that's something I I know personally I start the day with a couple phrases I have a couple mantras and I I really repeat those things to myself because some days I do wake up and I'm like I don't want to go to work I don't want to put a, I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to put pants on. No, like this bra is going out the window. (laughs) Like I am not playing around. I don't want to do nothing. I want to be in my feelings because of what happened the day before this, that, and the other thing. But a couple things that I've really learned throughout my life that I have to do, um, for my mental and my, my inner monologue, I, I really tell myself in the morning, like it's a new day. I have a fresh start. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I'm about to get this day. I'm about yeah. to go make my money. I'm about to go do this fun thing today. Yeah. Because my life never stops. I always have That's to That's true. You're very social. Um, yeah. And, uh, 